You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 336 of the Daily Knowledge Podcast from todayifoundout.com. In the episode today, you're going to learn about the animal that has a donut-shaped brain. And in the bonus facts section, you're going to learn a little bit more about this animal. After that, there's going to be a brief word from one of our fantastic sponsors, and we're going to follow that up with a bonus why article. So let's just get started with today's show. The colossal squid, which is the largest known squid in terms of mass on Earth, has a donut-shaped brain with their esophagus running through the hole in the center. This hole through their brain isn't very large at all, with their esophagus diameter at just around 10 millimeters, 0.39 inches. Their brain itself isn't that big either, weighing in at just about 100 grams, 0.22 pounds. This somewhat unique feature of the colossal squid, also known as the giant crunch squid, and technically as the Mesonicototus hamiltoni, has a side effect that the squid has to tear up its food into very small pieces in order not to injure their tiny brains as they swallow. This isn't much of a problem, as despite the colossal squid's large size of about 39 to 46 feet long, that's 11.8 to 14 meters, and weighing around 1,000 to 1,500 pounds, 453 to 690 kilograms, they don't actually eat very much at all, which is a very recent discovery. Due to the extreme cold temperatures the squids live in, as far as 7,200 feet down or 2.2 kilometers, with their habitat from the southern tip of Africa down throughout the Antarctic, they have very slow metabolisms. So slow, in fact, that they can live comfortably on just 30 grams, 0.07 pounds of food per day. As such, it is now thought that rather than being aggressive hunters, the colossal squid probably takes more of a sit-and-wait approach for acquiring food. Once some sea creature swims or floats along within the colossal squid's reach, the squid simply reaches out and grabs it with its suckered tentacles that are also equipped with sharp hooks. They then bring the thing in towards their large and powerful beak and tear small bits of flesh at a time that can easily pass through the hole in their brain. Probably not the most pleasant death to go through, particularly as the squid is known to chow down on fairly large prey at times, such as the Patagonian toothfish, which can be as big as 2.3 meters or 7 foot long. Thanks to this ultra-slow metabolism, a single toothfish, at least as far as mass, is all the squid needs to catch to survive for about 8 months. Of course, colossal squid, while big, are not just predators, but also prey. Among other animals, sperm whales are known to feed on them, with their beaks often being found in whale stomachs. In fact, about 14% of the squid beaks found in the stomachs of Antarctic sperm whales are from the colossal squid, with an estimated 77% of the biomass eaten by these whales being from these monsters of the sea. The downside for these whales is that the colossal squid has those very sharp hooks on their tentacles, so getting their flesh tore up seems a bit of a common occurrence after trying to eat one, at least judging from the number of scars found on the sperm whales thought to be from colossal squid. And now for today's bonus facts. The colossal squid has the largest eyes of any known animal, with even a partially collapsed eye of a dead colossal squid measuring 11 inches, 27 centimeters wide, and 4.7 inches, 12 centimeters across. It is thought that a non-partially collapsed eye of the squids would probably be more like 12 to 16 inches, 30 to 40 centimeters across. For reference, their pupils are large enough to take in about 144 times as much light as a typical human eye, which is helpful when one lives so deep in the ocean. It's also estimated that about 80% of their tiny brains are specialized to handle visual information. Bonus fact 2. 
Another interesting feature of the colossal squid are statoliths. The squid has two of these within their brain. These are tiny bone-like objects sitting in a small chamber. Using the orientation of the little bone, these structures allow the squid to sense which way is up and which way is down while they float around in the pitch-black depths of the ocean. Bonus fact 3. It is thought that colossal squid probably emit bioluminescent ink rather than dark ink as many squids do. Obviously, dark ink would be useless to the squid in the environment they live in. Bonus fact 4. The largest colossal squid ever caught was captured in 2007, weighing in at 1,100 pounds and was estimated to be 10 meters long, 33 feet, though it shrunk to about half that size post-mortem. It's thought they can get much bigger, though, because the beak size of this squid was significantly smaller than the largest beaks of the colossal squid found in the stomachs of whales. This largest specimen caught was not what the fishermen were fishing for. They had been fishing for Patagonian toothfish, but when they brought the line up, the colossal squid was attached. They attempted to remove the squid from the line, but despite their efforts, the squid would not release its prey. So they went ahead and reeled it in and froze it for transport. Bonus fact 5. The first part of the colossal squid's scientific name, Mesonicototus hamilatoni, comes from the Greek mesos, meaning middle, and nikos, meaning claw, and tutus, meaning squid. Bonus fact 6. The colossal squid has three hearts, one main heart, and then two much smaller hearts near each gill. Alright, Pro Flowers bringing you this episode of the podcast. Listen up guys, Valentine's Day is coming up this weekend. Don't forget, get on it right now if you're out and about. Do it on your phone if you're at the computer. Log on to proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the top right and enter my code DK because then you'll be able to give your sweetheart two dozen assorted roses, decadent chocolates, and a free glass vase. It's just $29.99. Or if you really want to impress her, upgrade and for just $9.99 more, you'll get uh, two dozen long stem assorted roses, chocolates, and an upgraded cherry vase. It's it's beautiful stuff. All you got to do is go to proflowers.com. There's a blue microphone in the top right-hand corner. You just need to click that, enter my code DK, and you'll be ready to go. Those flowers are guaranteed to get delivery uh, get delivered by Valentine's Day, so no disappointments. Listen, it's the one day in the year you've got to come through with flowers, and there is no better way to do it than with proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone, enter the promo code DK, and you're sorted. Okay, let's get back to the show. Why turkeys are called turkeys? In the 16th century, when North American turkeys were first introduced en masse to Europe, there was another bird that was popularly imported throughout Europe, and most relevant to this article, England, called a guinea fowl. The guinea fowl was imported from Madagascar via the Ottoman Empire. The merchants who did this were thus known as turkey merchants. The guinea fowl themselves eventually were popularly referred to as turkey fowl, similar to how other products imported through the Ottoman Empire acquired their names, such as turkey corn, turkey wheat, etc. The North American turkey was then first introduced to Spain in the very early 16th century and later popularly introduced to all of Europe shortly after. The animal was thought by many to be a species of the same type of guinea fowl that was imported via the Ottoman Empire and thus began also being called a turkey fowl in English, with this eventually being shortened to just turkey. Bonus fact. 
Due to white meat being the most popular part of a turkey, domestic turkeys have been bred to have huge breasts. So much so that modern-day domesticated turkeys are no longer typically able to mate due to the breasts getting in the way of the male mounting the female. As such, most hatcheries use artificial insemination to fertilize the eggs of the domestic turkey. You just listened to an episode of the Today I Found Out Daily podcast. Tune in every weekday for another great episode, or find more articles at todayifoundout.com.